That's Toronto Roots Rockers Skydiggers with the song If I'm Spared, the first single from their new album, Let's Get Friendship Right. And that's the follow-up to their very well-received album, Warmth of the Sun, from 2017. Josh Finlayson and Andy Mays have been making music together as Skydiggers with a variety of musical compadres for nearly 30 years. And Let's Get Friendship Right actually came out of a desire to use music as therapy to cope with the passing of several friends and family members. To learn more about the new album, we're pleased to welcome Josh Finlayson to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to have you join us today. Thanks, Jan. It's great to be here. You must be pretty excited when you get to that point when an album has just dropped. Um, you know, that's the, the fruits of your labor have finally come to fruition. And uh, bearing in mind, you know, 30 years and all those albums, you must be pretty pleased to to get another album out there and still feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Certainly from an artistic point of view, you know, new material, 
is uh, is really the the I'd say the prize for us. You know that it's I think making new music and writing songs is more more about us than anything. And if people listen and they enjoy it, then that's great. And it's not lost on us that after uh, after thirty years, uh, when we go out and perform, people uh, reasonably expect to hear certain songs as well, which. I'm uh, I'm more than happy to play. I, it's one of the one of the things I'm most proud of of, of uh, the Sky Diggers is there's there's really no song that I don't enjoy playing. There's no song that I wouldn't play. Well, this new album comes out after the very well received Warmth of the Sun from 2017. I mean, that's an album that got huge amounts of airplay, and I guess started to make you feel like you know after 30 years, uh, you know people are still have a thirst for new material. The interesting thing about this album, though, is I think this is, it, it feels like it's a project you really wanted to make because, you know, unfortunately, we all get to that point in life where uh, we realize that, you know, we, we start to lose people who are dear to us. And I, I think we all have a challenge in trying to process what happens under those circumstances and also making sure people know you love them beforehand. So uh, with that as a, an intro, tell us a little bit about the album itself. Well, it really came out of both both Andy and I have uh, lost our fathers over the last three four years. You know, I mean, our fathers had lived long lives and great lives, and we were we we both had great relationships with our our parents and our fathers. And then you know we had a band member, Paul McLeod, fellow that played with us for many years, who passed away, and several friends, close friends, and you know, as as you were just saying, you know, that's the it's a part of it's a part of life and a part of the reality of getting older. And this became a, uh, I think, something that we've realized when you're in a band and you know for 30 years and you go out and you perform and people come to hear certain songs because it transports them back to a place and time in their life, which is what music is to all of us. I can hear a song from when I was young that transports me. That's that's the great thing about music and art. It's it's a it's a it's a great elixir, really. You know, and you know what I've been saying about this record is that music is good medicine, not just for those that are listening to it and and absorbing it, but to uh, to those that make it. In this situation, for Andy and I, making this record was good medicine for us. And it was a great way to express how we feel. Sort of non-verbally, you know, and uh, and that that became uh, that that was really the premise of this recording. So we were out touring Warmth of the Sun in the fall of 2017, and we took a few days after a, a, a lag in a tour in Alberta, and went up to Banff and spent three or four days there, and sort of compiled together what became the core of the uh, record. And then in the new year, in tw- early 2018, we went up to Bath, Ontario, to uh, to the Tragic with Hip studio there, which um, we spent. We've made several records there. I've made a lot of records there as well. And we we worked with Niall Spencer, who's the uh, house engineer, and he produced the record with us. I wanted to ask you about the the actual songwriting process for this album because, as I understand it. Originally, you were going to focus on the the five stages of grief. That's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. But I guess this project kind of grew out to be bigger than that, didn't it? 
Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you always start with a, an idea and um, I think any creative process uh, expands and evolves and changes because it, it, it ultimately, I think it has to. But it, that was very much the, the core of it. That's, uh, I guess, the, uh, the instigator for, for doing this. Uh, but, you know, I mean, uh, for example, a song like Ineligible was, was really born out of, you know, a bigger, a bigger idea that not just in the country, but I'd say globally, there's this real sense of borders tightening up and people kind of closing in as opposed to being more open. And I mean, I think that stuff goes in, in cycles and it's instigated by, often by fear and ignorance. Ineligible was a uh, an art installation. Uh, it was a pop-up gallery in, in Toronto, close to where uh, Andy and his wife lived. They just happened to walk by, and there was a poster that had this, um, you know, this uh, uh, declaration. It's a literal written piece by the government of Canada, and it's quite striking and shocking uh, by today's standards that, you know, that kind of exclusion has happened in our history. And, you know, it's important to be aware of that stuff and the, the, you know, understanding that, you know, the right to vote is something that a lot of people have uh, uh, lost their lives over and lost their homes over. And that's something that we uh, need to remind ourselves how valuable it is and how important it is. Well, it's certainly a remarkable song. You know, what I love about it is the fact that Andy really does just read through this declaration, I think it's a, uh, if I'm right, it, the declaration is categories of citizens ineligible to vote in Canada. And I yeah, think that the dates I, I found online were 1867 to 1960, this was, was in use. But it's the way that the message is delivered. I can see that this is a song that, for instance, I used to do loads of, uh, back in the day, I did loads of political programming around elections. And I would be playing this every time because it really does... You know, when you reflect on, you know, what it says about women and all of the different groups and, and you know, crazy things about, uh, you know, people that have fishing gear, you know, uh, will be eligible to vote, but other people won't, you know, and it, it's quite extraordinary, really. Yeah. Well, it, it you know, I mean, it just seems absurd in a lot of ways, but so many things seem absurd in the world uh, at any given time, including today. And, you know. To, to say that it's a grand political statement is a, is a bit, I don't know, it's, it's kind of reaching a bit, but it's really more just an observation. And, you know, certainly art gives you the opportunity to shine a light on things sometimes. And, put, you know, ideally it, it can help provide some perspective at times. One of the things that I thought was super cool about it was just Andy delivered it in a very kind of monotone or very even way. And uh, I think that was uh, that sort of added to the, the the soundscape of the music, created more of the drama than the voice. The voice was almost like this, this center of evenness, and, and uh, it was the music around it that kind of created the uh, the emotion, which is kind of the opposite of the way you know Andy Andy comes from a, a school of singing where his kind of emotional commitment is a big part of how he sells a song, whereas in this case, it's sort of the opposite. It's more the music providing that and the voice providing the, uh, the center. 
Well, it's certainly a remarkable song. And I, I got to say, when I first listened to it, it's like, whoa, I may, really made me sit up and listen to every lyric in this song. Yeah. Let's play it now. This is Sky Diggers with Ineligible from their great new album, Let's Get Friendship Right. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. Ineligible.
1947, Chinese Canadians are granted the right to vote in federal elections. 1960, Aboriginal persons are granted the right to vote in federal elections. Until then, they were That's Skydiggers with Ineligible from their new album, Let's Get Friendship Right. It's just dropped, and Josh Finlayson is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today, chatting about the band and their music. Now, Josh, you've been, you know, we mentioned at the start of this interview, 30 years. A lot of people over the years have played with the, the Skydiggers in one form or other, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, obviously you're both the, the mainstays uh, of the band. It must make it for a, an interesting live experience with the fact that each time you go out, you may have different people playing with you. I think it's been one of the great, great things. A, a, a friend, a fellow that used to play with us for years, Peter Von Alton, the drummer who lives in Ottawa, was uh, down. I was doing some recording with him on another project this summer, and he just said, you know, I think it's so cool how you guys have this, sort of musical collective that you can draw upon, which was ultimately, you know, the reality is part of that is just it was a pragmatic decision because of the nature of touring and accepting shows, not everyone's available all the time. I mean, unless you're paying something, someone a retainer to, as, if a, as if it's a full-time job, which is what it used to be. Now it's a little more challenging and people do different things and, and you know, we've never felt like, you know, if someone can't make a gig that they, you know, well, we'll just find someone else to, to do the show and uh, ignore that person. What it does is it sort of brings a, uh, a, a different energy to the band, different colors, different instruments. If the songs are good, then really all you need to uh, worry about is, is honoring them. And, uh, and, you know, there's so many great players and we're, we're, we feel so lucky to be... Uh, to be part of this collective that is Skydiggers. And, you know, the, the core of the band is a fellow by the name of Noel Webb, who's been drumming with us for, I'd say, 15 years now. Derek Brady is playing bass. Aaron Como is playing guitar. Uh, Jessie Bellsmith from Guelph, Ontario, has been singing with us for over 10 years. And she's been such a great addition and, and brought such a great energy to the band. And then we have, you know, Michael Johnson, who plays keyboards, often sits in with us and played with us for many years. And we have Jeff Hazel, another keyboard player. And the list goes on. Peter Cash, 
who played with us for many years was an original member of the band. We often uh, do shows with him, especially around Christmas time. He'll come and sit in, and it's great. And that's a great thing because we can do a bunch of songs that he wrote and he sang that we don't always do, but all of a sudden it expands our repertoire and we can be kind of a different band uh, uh, that night. And that's kind of fun for a band where you can switch it up that way. Now, you're on tour this fall, Kitchener, Edmonton, Calgary, Meaford, a couple of dates in Ottawa at the NAC, and then in Toronto at the Danforth. I guess some of these shows, the later ones, will be the Winter's Night shows. Does that mean that they're going to have more of a, a holiday theme to them? Yeah, we've been doing uh, the last three or four years. Uh, we put out a Christmas recording uh, four, four years ago. I think it was 2015. And uh, and we've been doing this run of shows that sort of combines. We've been we've been doing a show at the Horseshoe Tavern for the last thirty years, the weekend before Christmas. And this year, because it's I think it's thirty years that we've been doing it, we're going to uh, kind of celebrate that anniversary by going to do one night at the Danforth Music Hall, and just to kind of change it up again. And uh, so that run of shows uh, at Christmas that you know we will play some Christmas material that we recorded i mean it's not really like your typical christmas stuff the only uh, the only song that i would say is a real christmas carol is good king Wenceslas, mm-hmm. which we recorded near the close to the beginning of our career that song kind of helped shape the way we sounded i mean we were always kind of like big folk rock fans you know the birds the hollies the beatles of course and you know countless others buffalo springfield you know, vocal groups as well. Like those were, there's always three or four singers in, in a group, and that was a big part of what we were drawn to as, uh, as songwriters and performers. Well, certainly it sounds like these shows are going to be absolutely wonderful. And I take it there will be some songs from the new album that we'll get into the show? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it sounds absolutely. like it's a great deal. I want to finish with another song from the album, and this is an absolutely beautiful song. And, you know, the the thing with, you know, you could say, well, you know, when you make a new album and it's about, you know, reflecting on the, the passing of close friends and family. And, you know, that feels like a, a really heavy topic. But actually, this album doesn't feel heavy at all. It actually, it really brings you, you know, to that idea again, you know, how important it is to to share with people how much they mean to you, you know, whether they are family or friends. I'd like to finish with Questions of Love, which is an absolutely gorgeous song. Tell us a little bit about that one. That's an older song. That's a song that um, really predates the Skydiggers. That was Andy and I, and uh, the original drummer in the Skydiggers, his, his name was Wayne Stokes. We had written uh, that song. It was really just bass and drums. It was uh, an Andy's vocal. I played bass, Wayne drums, and it had this great kind of uh, energy to it. You know, when we started playing the Skydiggers at the time, it didn't really fit into the realm of what we were doing. It had always been there, but uh, we were up in Ottawa doing some recording for the Christmas record that I, I mentioned, Angel, and uh, and uh, Peter Von Alton, who had drummed with us and played on that recording. Uh, we decided, well, I'll, I'll, I said, I'll pick the bass up and we'll, uh, we'll try this song. So we recorded it there and then kind of sat on it for a few years and worked a bit more on it during the uh, uh, Warmth in the Sun session with Michael Timmons from Cowboy Junkies who produced that record. 
and uh, it didn't end up on the record. And not, you know, sometimes these things just happen. But with this record, I think what we liked about it was, first of all, I think it, it, it's got a great energy to it. It does kind of provide a bit of a, uh, a tonic to the to the all the other songs, and it is, you know, with the passing of people, you want, of course, you want to honor them by missing them and 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 grieving them, but you also want to celebrate them. And there's, uh, I always think of the, uh, the the New Orleans funeral processions and how you know how some cultures around the world perceive death as a as a celebration, for lack of a better term, but I think that's often what it is. You celebrate them. You know, some some deaths are tragic and too soon, and but you know, ultimately, if a life has been well lived, you should acknowledge that. And I think uh, indirectly, that energy of uh, collections of love was was why we felt it was appropriate for uh, for this record. Just as an add-on for me, I always thought if we if we had ever written a theme for a James Bond movie, this was it. Actually, that's a great line to put in there. Uh, It's a great song, and it it certainly is a a great album. I wanted to to thank you for spending the time to talk to us today. Remember, if you want to get information on all the gigs that Skydiggers have coming up, you can head to their website at skydiggers.com. We're going to finish with questions of love from Skydiggers from their wonderful new album, Let's Get Friendship Right. And Josh Finlayson, it's been great to chat to you today. Jan, it's been great to talk to you. Thanks for the time.